0: Actually, actually. It's the man with the plan, I ain't Clark some from the ladies do, call me Superman, it's your boy Vic Callie I'm here feeling good, feeling great as, as usual, and with another one, another episode, episode, I don't know what number, it was a 25 maybe, I'm gonna go with 25, it feels good Episode 25 of Vic Callie World and, you know, first off, before we get started, for all your podcast needs, audio and visual, go to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast. And how did you hear about this section? Put in Big Cali World. You can get that special discount for your podcast. Also, for this clothes and all other UTV accessories, go to ut- Lifestyle.shop. And uh yeah, man, it's a vibe. We're here. Used to be store. Thank you. They definitely did change that website a couple months ago. Thank you. All right, and um, for this podcast, go to bigcallyworld.com and go to YouTube, follow the Big Cali World YouTube page. Now that we paid all them bills, I have special guests today. One of my I've been knowing this man for possibly almost a decade now. I'm just gonna say almost a decade in that rage, and this has been a long time coming. This is a good friend of mine, good brother, great musician, great artist, C4, you know what they are, C4 yourself, excuse me, is it C4 or C4 yourself? I would call you C4 the whole time.
1: First name, last name, so you can say the last name if you want to.
0: I love it. I respect it, brother. How you doing, man? Welcome to Big Cali World. I'm
1: blessed, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, brother.
0: Bro, it's been a long time coming, and mm-hmm. I'm honestly, it was funny. You were hitting me up. And I was like, "Were you like, bro? We got to do this." I was like, "Bro, I know we got to do this, bro." And I was like, "We got to do this." Is the, then the fucking pandemic hit, and then we got out of studio, and I was like, "Okay, we got to wait." Then we start doing these live streams, yep. and then you drop something. You drop "Divided States of America." You yep. drop that on November third. Yep. You're like, I'm about dropping it right around election time. Oh, I was like, dang, I wish we could have did it then.
1: Yep. So no, then it, it works up. It,
0: it worked out because yesterday, <laughs> the world damn dare saw America's ass, bro. And we saw clearly how divided yep. this country really is. Yep. And, bro, you can talk about it a little bit. Like, I mean, depending on when this episode drops, it could be old, leather, I don't know. Either way it goes, they know about those protesters or I should say terrorists that went and took over the Capitol. And clearly show the division. Like that is not our America. That is not what we're doing. And that's why I loved with you with this project. It was a three-song EP, "Divided States of America," bro. Talk about that a little bit, bro.
1: Man, uh, this first joint. So I got the visual out for the video, "Divided States of America." I actually, uh, with my man. Oh gosh, oh gosh, Leotis. Shout out to Oh Gosh and my boy. Oh gosh,
0: mm-hmm. yo, I heard his with uh, Curtis. The Jew that shit, he. <laughs> Oh gosh. oh gosh, it's hard. So that that explains
1: the beats. I was like, who fucking produced yep. all that shit? Yep. No, I was in a. I was living in Texas, so I've been back, just a little over a year now. Um, so I, had, I I came out here and I I didn't know oh gosh, but I hit him up to I was like, yo man, when I come out, I know we don't know each other, but here's some of the stuff that I've done. I work with some of the people you work with. Let's build right. that relationship and start building. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I came out, so I actually started that song in 2019. So people are Get like, oh, no, like, they trying to fit in. No, I, I've been on this stuff. So <laughs> I knew you
0: were going to say some shit like that. Yeah. Like, bro, you've been had all these. You've been doing these tracks, bro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm grown. I've moved around. I, I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, you know what I mean? It's it just. Yeah. So just I've seen it coming. It's not new. We all know it's not new. <laughs> No, yeah. it's not. And the yeah. one thing
0: I like about it is it didn't feel like, because all right, let's just, you know, elephant in the room, obviously, yeah. you're white, bro. Yeah. And it didn't seem like you're some white rapper that's trying to just, okay, everybody's going to talk about social injustice, so we're going to talk about social injustice. Right. If you listen to it, you're talking about everything that happened literally within 2020. And if you made that in 2019, that really blows me. It's crazy. Like, right. the, the imagery you painted with that shit is bananas bro right so what really like so because the first one i want to go into when you went with collusion collusion yeah yeah me up bro
1: i might have done 2018. (laughs) damn i mean it's
0: not nothing
1: nothing new happened in 2020.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you said that
1: new happened you know what i mean it's just uh, uh things got exposed and now that we have the social media and just you know the, the other people can start seeing you know what other people experience share our stories um, people have the ability to throw their bullshit opinions out, out immediately um immediately right yeah, we, we build that tension but uh now collusion i talk about uh that's, that's some of my history you know growing i grew up a military brat uh rest in peace to my pops and so i was born in a uh, north carolina uh, fayetteville i moved to germany i moved to alabama i grew up my my young my teenage years were in killeen texas which is the biggest army base in america right melting pot even though i'm in texas everybody at the military base isn't really from texas everybody's from everywhere so i grew up in you know panamanian households Jamaican households hispanic households, (laughs) puerto rican households white black you name it Um, yeah and everybody's parent works for the same damn employer. Yeah. All- has a- or has a connect to everyone for miles upon miles. But just on the same hand, it's the culture melting pot. So being able right. to experience these different things, different cultures, we're talking about food, talking about music, we're talking about dance, uh, we're talking about religion, religion beliefs. Um, so it's dope to get just get that wide array of different things. Um, right. No, it might seem like I'm speaking on something else, but in collusion. No, talk. no, 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 no. I
0: understand because it's like a big, it's it's a bigger picture to this. So go ahead, take your time,
1: man. Right, but no, nah, my um. So again, being in Texas, my my folks are from Texas. You're not gonna have, you know, a seven year old, uh, a father, you know, a mother in, in, in the south, and not be racism in the family. You know what I mean? Him of course. Or, and it's taught. People know this stuff, you know. more weren't born like this. This is this crazy shit you you see going on. People are like, oh, Trump caused this. No, Trump didn't cause this. Their mommies and daddies and their mommies and daddies who taught people that shit right. caused this. He just, you know, allowed it to take place and, and make people feel enabled.
0: Um, that was like one of the things I remember. My like, like RP, you know, my father too. I was saying like he he's from the south too, and I remember growing up, he used to say a lot of like. Like, for instance, even funny, like, I remember when The Help came out, okay, the movie The Help, and my mom was so excited to see it, and was like, all right, we're going to go see The Help. We gonna, my dad was like, I'm sick of these movies. Oh, it's showing these, these, these kind of, why they got to have a white person save the black people and do all this and do all that, and what's all this? And I'm like, we're like, dad, that's such, like, a racist-ass thing to say. He's like, y'all don't understand, y'all don't understand, but it was like, bro, he grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana in right. the 50s. Right. And so you've like seen white cut like it's just different. So I understand what you're saying. You know, yeah. you have a seven year old father, you know, or yeah. you know, parent yeah. household. You're around it. It yeah. is. You yeah, see nah, the I- You see the how it can be all inclusive in
1: there. Right. right. So yeah, there's a point in the song I start talking about. Um, you know, my even my father told me when we were younger, he was like, I can't help but have a little bigger than me. I wish I didn't. You know what I mean? And I feel. Like before he passed away, I I personally helped change that. Me and my friend went out to Burger, just, you know, him him experiencing that thing. So, uh,
0: And you can't, if he was never, if he was raised a certain way, I don't want to say convinced it's where it's okay. Like, oh, it gives an excuse, but I mean, that's what he's around. Like what do you? And he grew up in that. He grew up in that. And the fact that you were able to usher him before, of course, his passing to a, a different way of looking and even open minded from your son, right. you couldn't ask for anything else on that, man.
1: Right? right. Right. Well, my, yeah. My my brothers, my my friends are are tighter, if not tighter than than a lot of my family. So I consider a lot of my friends family, which which you know how. Of, of um, course. So just that, and and then my wife's black. Therefore, my children are back. Therefore, his only grandkids are black kids.
0: How was that transition? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a line. <laughs> <laughs> no, <that>. no I <laughs> say that's his <just> old
1: thing. I'm going to just quote it. Changes, changes. The youth brings change. Sometimes it seems the teachers need to learn from them. When dad raises a family, that next of kin might repeat that same Ku Klux plan again. They used to be afraid of the color of your skin till we peeled that melanin and replaced it on him. Had a racist granddad with some black grandkids that I guarantee he loved nobody more in life than them unlearn everything and then it just goes on from there now let's go clan <laughs> but i'm just painting a picture no. on how you know uh you know you learn from your elders but at some point the the, the student can become the teacher of course um, and, then, and then love conquers all at least i like to think of
0: of course and if you're grand, i mean you, you something okay i'm not even gonna try to miss you you said you said it all right there man and judging from that and doing with that time and when you're saying the collusion, what, what spoke out to me and you can correct me if I'm wrong with the collusion and why it's so, it was so prevalent. Like I go back to even when um, that Dave Chappelle skit, when just recently he dropped, it was like that 18 minute skit where he was talking about how all the lawyers in the gr- in the group were all in on it with the, with the contract and he thought he was like, he was like, they were all in on it. Like they were telling me it was a great contract, but they were all in. So like, how do you know? And it's like right. our leaders right now, like they're telling us, even on the left and the right, it seems like and the bad people, and it's like they're all in. Like, who do you trust? What do you do? You know?
1: Yeah, it's it's the it's the extremes that are that that are that are killing us right now. And don't don't get me wrong, I don't know all the ins and outs of our government and how this shit works as I'm getting older. And I and I hate having to know about it, but it's things I need to know about because that's our world, and that's how, that's how our country's set up. So there's a, and I'm a registered independent. I am a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. But it's the, the, first extremes, it's the extremes on both sides that that are the problems. Um, trying to convince trying to convince somebody other than what they strongly believe is is damn near impossible. Um,
0: you don't try to, I would never yeah. ever try to change someone's view or even try to skew. And you're not the one to have all the answers or anything like that. But right. you use your outlet, which is art, music, to speak that. A lot of people feel like you feel on all yeah. races, all right. walks of life. Oh, that's why I love the fact that we're even talking about this now. And your song's even called about today because it's like, bro, this is what our, our, Ancestors. This is what the people who fought for us to get to have these conversations, to have be open, to yep. even have these opportunities. Yep. And trust me, with your music, bro. <laughs> especially with this, I keep bringing up this that, that mixtape or what is it? The EP? Because this is it's three it's a
1: three song EP. It's a three song EP. So divided yeah. states. Of the first song, collusion. um Then divided states of America, and then believe in me, which is Aquarius, the age of Aquarius, age of innovation. So that represented progress. So. Ooh.
0: You know, so you start uh, off with the issue but then have with the a story,
1: Some history, you know, just some some thoughts of different things going on, and then um, in the beginning, I'm talking about Killer Mike because I literally walked in the studio. The story I tell at the beginning of the, the song. I was gonna ask you, was that story true? Sure. On, on Instagram, looking at Killer Mike, reading Killer Mike's post, where he was talking about collusion, and he was talking about how, you know, our enemies they they collude together, their families. Go on vacation together, their children go to school together, and then on the other side of that, we got all us fighting on social media, fighting against each other. But the real enemy is those more percentages that are colluding against us, right. and keep us, fighting so we're fighting the wrong people. Um, right, so I, I, I talk about that, and then I got the idea for the hook, which I explained in the beginning of the song, and then, um, you know, I, I already had that verse done, I was like, This goes, so we, we're just gonna go with this.
0: You literally explained, the way you explained it for the people that haven't heard the track, the way you explained it right now, you're like, okay, yeah, so I came up with the hook, and then I just blacked out right here, so I'm just going to black out right here. And he just really blacked out. He yeah. really started spitting, bro. Right. I want to speak about the whole thing with your hip hop and your music. Like, how yeah. did this start? How did C4 start rapping? It, was it in Texas? Was it? Because you say you're moving around. Yeah. How did it start?
1: It's military. Um, that's that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. And I'll, I'll get to jumping all over the place. So forgive me. Nah, we'll it. has been Cali's world.
0: <laughs> we go anywhere, <laughs> baby. We
1: here. <laughs> no. But no, growing up, uh, I remember Alabama, I, I was a, that was 80s. So I was, what, first grade, kindergarten? Uh so I'm 40, by the way, I'm older. Um, Kindergarten, I remember like Run DMC coming out and then just breakdancing being big. Herbie Hancock, so I got the uh, like cardboard boxes. I was all into breakdancing. Who
0: um, were Adidas?
1: Uh We didn't, we was beginning military. So my shoes had two stripes, bro. I wanted
0: Respect, to- respect.
1: <laughs> so good. The motherfuckers always had two stripes.
0: I mean, yeah. We're military, bro. That was even I mean, option, the The Blue Max was the dope, the
1: dope bike, and the, the yellow ass Huffy was the bullshit. So, my dad, we had the yellow ass Huffy. My dad just sanded that bitch down, painted that shit blue, made it shit look tight. Respect, so, we respect respectful. what Made it work with what we have. But, uh, nah. So, I got into just love hip hop, b-boy and breakdancing. Um, and then when I moved to Texas, um, That in middle school and high school, just the culture was there. This is this is morning, so I graduated in '96. So I'm starting high school '92, '93. Um, You know, the era of hip hop that is. Come on, bro, you were in high
0: school in '92? Yes,
1: literally, you know, there's school talent shows, the radio station on the base is hosting talent shows, and it's the high school kids performing. And like at lunch, there's like ciphers, like ninth, tenth. Tenth grade when I'm in Texas, like, they're ciphers, um, and the homies, the, the head of it, they were, it was called the the, the school system, and one of the main, everybody had like school names. We were called OCP, which was on campus punishment, but we called it on campus players. And then I knew uh, on
0: campus players. I felt it <laughs> in my soul. I was like, oh, yeah,
1: for was sure, <laughs> for sure, Outcast, all that major influence. Yeah, uh, but the the ones who started it, they was called schoolyard flunkies. It was three of them. They was. All fifth year seniors, but what's crazy—they oh, all geez. smart and creative as shit. But you know, sometimes that do. don't, don't go hand in hand with you know whatever life life brings you. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, nah. So I'm the sorry, I'm laughing that fifth like, year
0: seniors that started to click. To yeah. get, that's great, no. that
1: awesome. And there was like five, six different groups within the crew, and everybody was different. Like we had to the playground bullies, and it was more like Wu-Tang, like boot camp click feel, and like, so there was talent, and cats were dope. They were super dope. where is
0: this at again? I'm sorry, exactly. What's it?
1: Fort Hood, (sighs) Fort Hood, Killeen, Texas. Um, Some of the older homies, Vic and Tyrone, which were from from the fifth year seniors, they went on, and they actually worked with uh, Erica Badu in Dallas, and like, writing, and they've done some stuff. So, like, in high school wow. and then moved to uh, uh my dad retired from the military got a job out here and we moved to cali so we're driving i remember coming over big bear i think they were on 92.3 to beat at the time but it was the wake-up show with sway and tech and as soon as the radio station came in it was a commercial with like razzcast and safir and i think like lauren hill and Nas was on that for the oh. wake-up show so I, as soon as the radio station comes in, I hear, you know, ninety four, ninety five, Razzcast spitting. I was like, real West Coast real shit. shit, real shit, yeah, just spitters. And it's the first time you're hearing this on the, the way to Like the radio what station the comes fuck? in, it so <laughs> happens to be a wake up show commercial. So right, I hit that. So I'm hyped as hell. Um, we mo- ended up moving to to Corona. Um,
0: it Why was Corona? A- from uh-huh. all the way to California, and in Corona,
1: yeah, yeah my dad in, had a job, and I think it was Tustin. So coming out of the military, he worked for a company called Cartwright. They made the scoring systems for Apache helicopters. He came out of Apache grade, so it's in line with that. Um, But Orange County was expensive as hell, just like of uh, course you, know, you have Lake Elsinore, Mobile, Paris, where houses are a little more affordable now. Like Corona, yeah. was that spot in the mid nineties, time. Yeah, before it, it it kept pushing out, so we could afford to live there. Um, but yeah, man. So then I just got into it. High school, high school was okay. We would always listen to the Wake Up Show. I had turntables. I had like one of those eight-second samplers on my, on my on my shit. So DJing a little bit, uh, I earlier. And then uh, beat I beatbox in Texas. So just all of it. And then when I got to got to uh, I went to Cal Poly Pomona. I ran track at Cal Poly my first okay. year but then outside of our dorms one night they had a it was an open mic it was called i don't know if you're familiar with foundation uh nah. the foundation Funk collective break it that down was, that was the big open mic in the 90s we're all like our era mcs so like all the la casts would come out um and it was popping it was popping so like me burger Poseidon, you know dj gabriel yes, so, yes. Gabriel was our dj OG, that's my OG.
0: yes yep.
1: So Gabriel with DJ and then we would kind of host the event. It was just open mic cyphers every week. So I got into that and then... um
0: Shout out DJ Gabriel. Sorry, yeah. we can't just pass that vibe. My man, that's a legend. If that's people a don't girl. know. That's
1: yeah, He's, that's a legend of the yeah. DJ world. He had like a two-second sampler. He had an ASRX and we had a Tascam four-track tape recorder. So you had four tracks.
0: Damn.
1: Two of them were, were, were beats and then we had two tracks to bounce back and forth with all yeah. of them. We would make it work. So yes. there, Wake Up Show Summer Tour. I went, they had, uh, the beat was like, yo, Leimert Park Visions Theater, we're having an MC battle to see if you can make it on the Wake Up Show Summer Tour. So I right. went and did that. And I didn't know Project Blow. But I didn't know Mike and I, and AC alone, and any of these people. Right. But, uh, that day, it was like, yo, you're dope. So I ended up actually making the tour, and I was on like the Wake Up Show Summer Tour battle then, and just started getting on the Wake Up Show, and then we started, we started, you know, making moves I ended up eventually uh that club elements, which started I started going up there like ninety nine in LA and nine oh nine cats. We was we was doing well. So, so hold was, on, let's just let's, let's just to in ninety years, like it was all popping there, yeah. Late 90s. So
0: you're telling me, so the IE, you're from the IE in Corona at this time, yep. late 90s at this time. So what's popping right now? We're talking, Jay-Z just got reasonable doubt. We have to put it in like perspective of what time yep. period. Yep. Biggie and Pac just passed away yep. and you out here on damn near on tour going around and then doing, or doing, making your rounds around the California hip hop scene
1: yeah, it, from there, the and Empire. There's, there's hip hop spots. They are all in L.A i.e. you got just like regular clubs like we would rock at that time movies. too yeah yep um and in early 2000s me and burger started well, i did the so i ended up making the uh the blaze battle so i made final two at the house of blues for the blaze battle to be on hbo so 2000 i was on hbo and that's when things started popping so we got record label meetings everywhere how was that
0: HBO experience? That first HBO experience from the IE on there, and you're like, "Hey, my nigga, I'm about to go in." And did you know it was on HBO? Did they tell you, or
1: did oh, you no, find no, out? No. Like, so, so I won for it was at House of Blues, the regionals, um, okay. and it's like cast from D12 over there. Like you can go, you can go on my YouTube on my webpage website that's on there, and like Debo standing behind me with this girl. Sir Jinx is on the tables. It's like exhibit and Taz hosting, Razkaz is there, like in the house. What kind of West Coast conglomerate is <laughs> yeah. in the in the it's packed wall to wall. So that that was a fire battle, and that was the West Coast prelims. So me and the homie Loud from Hollywood made it out of there. But you had like locksmith was in that battle. Um, I forgot swift from D12 was in that battle. Uh otherwise, who otherwise beat Eminem in the rap Olympics. Medusa, I battled Medusa personally, like Peace from Freestyle Fellowship. It's like, it was stupid. So I got, so I got saw, I my clips on there.
0: Well, did they underestimate you because of your skin color in the rap battles? Did they try to like play and you just came and like, how was that experience like? Well, yeah, yeah. Do that. Uh,
1: so I'd already been battling elements. So like the MCs and everybody from the LA Underground, your AC Alone, Project Blood, all them cats already knew. Got you. I already knew what yeah. I was capable of. But, Blaze Magazine is, uh, Vibe Magazine put out Blaze Magazine to compete with the source at the time. Got you, okay. So we were on the tour tour for that. So the cats came from the East Coast, they didn't know who I was. Um, so they set me up against the dude, KT, who had just got second place out in the New York battle. And then, yeah, I think so. And he just- and <laughs> he said, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you can go and watch it. I'm mad because the video cuts off him in the hallway and this girl comes out, she's like, you served everybody. Right after that, the curtain opens and Debo walked in. He's like, yo, no, like, yo. He walks up, he's like, this is the real Debo. This the Debo rap. I'm like, I don't have that footage. I'm so mad. Somebody has it somewhere. What?
0: RP, RP tiny,
1: man. It's on my YouTube. So I've had I've got to do some fun shit. So I did good
0: nah no, you know it's funny i could see it in your face when you said that you were like what's going on and yeah. we put the website at the bottom right there imc4yourself.com put that on there
1: Lit. yeah now just scroll to the bottom i got videos you'll see the one This battle looked like the kid version of me in a 909 t-shirt <laughs> that's
0: so t- Rap it
1: hard like fuck it oh, we worked hard we rep super hard like the whole thing, would, like, load up and we would like caravan out there wow Dude.
0: So yeah, you really like bad. laid out a lot of that first like foreground what? with you and even your crew. So who are you, you say, I know you, who are you running with at that time? Because who was the people
1: that it was, was in it your, was your Gabriel, immediate crew at
0: that
1: time? It was, Gabriel was the DJ, the producer, uh, me and Berger. We were called uh, the outskirts, but we had Traveling Circus, was our which was our crew. Uh, we had the homie Jelani, who was more, uh, he was your weird abstract like dancer. Uh, yeah. or the more that that hip hop freestyle dance from that era, like Black Ivy stuff. Uh, right, right. I, mean, I don't know. You know, Poseidon. Nah, no, You haven't. know Poseidon. If you see him, so Poseidon. A
0: so, lot of these people I know if I see them. And you have to excuse, like I do, and I'm
1: much. You know Poseidon. You know Poseidon. He he's straight corporate dude now, but uh, he he he's one of the illest freestyles ever. Not necessarily the illest, like battlers on stage, but just if you saw pure
0: freestyles.
1: Yeah, yeah, that dude, is, that dude is nuts. So we had that. We would go to L.A. and then we would go to freaking like Club Metro and all the regular club clubs. But yeah. then on uh, Sunday night, UCR has Soul on Sundays. You familiar with that? No. Okay. You got to put us on
0: Soul, Soul on Sunday. You got to let me give you context. <laughs> I'm graduated. I graduated 2007. Okay, so I'm 88. I was born 88. So yep. my so when I was out there, when y'all was doing all that, yep. Yep. I was like, yep. yeah, yep. I was younger. Yep. But yep. a lot of my OGs tell me yep. these stories because, and the only reason I like to bring this up too is because a lot of people from my generation especially even younger, don't know these stories. Right. They still they'll be like, oh, the IE, IE niggas is still we still trying to put them on for the IE and still trying to go to LA and do the you know, do the whole thing because I live in Hollywood now. So, I'm still doing the same format that y'all were doing 10, 20 years ago, but still doing it and still progressing in that thing. So, that's why I'm bridging those gaps. So, yeah, excuse my ignorance for not knowing, but I'm like, I'm 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 into it. Like, damn, like, what the hell? Y'all really did the same blueprint. But yet, we've never talked about this. But yet, I'm like, dang, it's the same exact grind. And Mm. it works.
1: It really does work because nah, yeah, over well. I mean, on to us doing it and then um uh like Curtis and that whole black crowd crew and then on black the yeah. keep like progressing and moving moving forward. Um yeah. so it was dope. that's dope. But uh um, I gotta I gotta Sorry, I keep cutting no. you off, bro. My fault, yeah. Sold on Sundays. So UCR yes. did sold on Sundays, it was all, all R and B and like hip-hop all day long. So everybody in the IE in the area who got the station knew you just turned on and it was on all day because they were playing just like the jams from Classic Soul to Current, everything. Everybody had different shows. But the homie um, Gabriel and then uh, B-Boy had the Ghetto Blaster. And it came on at, I think, either midnight to like 4 in the morning or it was like 1 a.m. to 4 in the morning. So we would get out the club and they're spinning like uh you know, underground hip hop and they'll have guests. And then we always come in there at the end of the night and just have cyphers uh, to set the night off. So that was live we the radio there, the college radio, college radio was big. That's where people would break, you know, break records. You would have to start on college radio and things would pick. And- pick up and then you could work your way to regular radios. Is that like so, 88? Radio, a story. I think
0: it was huh? like 88.9 or 88.3 or so it was like K-U-C-R. I remember it. Yeah, I, it I know I think it's 83 I could be I wrong. I think so. No, yeah. I could be wrong too, but I remember yeah. it was something in that range. Yeah. And I do remember a college radio station because yep. they played all the slaps. Like yep. they were playing and they did that even when I like in my time when I was in college. So yep. Yep. Wow, that's wow, that's crazy. That's how I know you're telling the truth. I'm like, Damn, <laughs> they still did that shit. Yeah, <laughs> Same fun, shit. Man. So from you doing that, first, so from you doing the freestyles on that show, how'd you transition that into even your career? Because I remember you were telling me when I first met you, like you were on tour with a lot of. I don't know how deep or far you want to go, but you were, you've been doing this rap shit. Like yeah,
1: it was it was a grind. So coming out of the, coming out of Blaze Battle, and then it was on then it was on HBO. I won the first round, um, and then the second round I got robbed. And it was against the, the same dude who I actually battled in LA that I served that they brought from Boston. So they tried to set that back up and turn it into a story. Um, you've heard, you know, idea, you know, ideas. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. where idea blew up at. Idea won the blaze battle. So that was the thing. That's that I. So it, it should have progressed and been me and idea at the end, but uh, rest in peace to that dude. It was definitely his night. He killed it. But coming out of the blaze battle. So. This is in Brooklyn. We're at Hammerstein Ballroom in Brooklyn. So, yeah, I knew it was going on HBO like his contracts, the magazine that went under, but they blocked blaze battle from blaze magazine. And it was it was the first, like, televised big MC battle. Um, Right. But there was a shitload of fights. You got like shine performing like. That's what people's doing their songs like eight times and running it back. Black Rob let I
0: love it, I love we it. We
1: did to battle like 3 in the morning, dude. New York times, yeah. But, uh.
0: <laughs> that's coming. I'm sorry. You like shot before we flagged, Rob. We didn't even battle until 3 in the morning. I was from New York. Yeah, it was. That's it was yeah. Uh, the that's LA a moment, was- though. Imagine. So it's like 0-2, oh, oh, two, oh, like, oh, 2
1: like 0-1. Oh, the 2000s. Okay. I'm still back in the end of 2000. That's cold winter time. Um, yes, but coming out of that, uh, I did well enough. And you know, when you do well, and you get robbed, and people think you should have won, then people got your back. Like you the winning thing, I would have a bunch of haters. But like uh, the next morning, Big Boy was on the radio, and then homie Dr. Stank called me. He's like, Big Boy on the radio talking about you, saying like you was fired. So call him. So I called Big Boy, and then. I started getting record label meetings. So we met with uh, like Electra, um, we were in yeah, Electra had offered a Office a, publish, uh, a Publishing Deal, a production deal. And it was, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Who runs a uh, Rock Nation now? Uh, Jay Brown. So I met yeah. with Jay Brown at Electra and he wanted to sign us to his production company. But all I could think is about like, was how Pebbles ripped off TLC. <laughs> and then he did money. Am. Signing a production deal and then signing a deal. We should have did it, but uh anyway.
0: How long was the production deal for? Do you remember?
1: Well, it was it was like a demo deal, it was a production deal. We'd do a demo deal, we signed to his company, and then if we got something dope, then we signed to the label. Oh, yeah,
0: you could have um, signed it. You could have I feel you though. In yeah. retrospect, though, I understand yeah, I know okay. what you mean it, because bad. pebbles them niggas were niggas fucking artists, they're fucking yeah. artists now, yeah. but in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. It was just different. It was the wild, wild west for real. Like, right. No social media, no documentaries about anything. Just all you know <laughs> is get signed, here's your money, and hopefully it works. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you get so big where you can buy your <laughs> shit back one day.
1: Right. So, But our, our songs were okay at the time. Um, I mean, again, this is the era where you had to go pay for studio time and hope your shit was dope off bat trying to figure it figure it out you know like on the first yeah. or two records, because you're paying forty dollars an hour for something decent you know what i mean so you learn yeah. it when would be like eh, this is okay but uh um, yeah.
0: no one had home studios to work it out it wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, no
1: no so we're going through all that and then um we got we got a dope demo we started shopping it i remember def jam called i was working shout out to the homie fingers uh, i was working with fingers um and then we were producing stuff, and Def Jam called. They're like, You're going to be the next Def Jam artist. You're working with Just Blaze, everybody we got. We love your producers. You're going to work with them as well. And then 9 happened. So oh. everything oh. shut down. We'll stop going to movies. Everybody got fired from labels, but people had money. So we ended up getting investors trying to do it independent. But this is also the time where a photo shoots $5,000. If you want a website, they're asking for
0: $15,000 for a flash website. So.
1: Uh, I just know what we're doing.
0: I know it's gonna be niggas here and it's like fifteen thousand dollars for a website. Damn!
1: <laughs> we started on label. We had investors, and we just we just didn't know what we were doing. You know what I mean? Business. Huh? Yeah, business wise, but we got to do some cool shit. Um,
0: you know, what's so, interesting about that though. We went through the same thing. Like I was talking about that when um my boy my boy got signed. is. When Cassius got signed. He was working, he was uh working with Sony at the time when he did, and I saw that whole up and down roller coaster and business and like them. Oh, you about to get this? And we're in these buildings. I was in studio sessions with you know drummer boy and yeah. fucking um battle cat and freaking, you know, all them niggas, you know, all them. Niggas. But in the yeah. end. Business happens, things happen that's out of your control. That's like literally you showed up, you did the music, you have the talent, just something. right? And we weren't capitalizing maybe how we should have at that time, maybe the way we did it. And I wasn't for sure. I wasn't even networking. And I talk about it on different podcasts all the time, like when it was different. Like, people around me at that time, I should have been like, hey, what's up? My name is Big Cali. I have a personality. I do music. I do this. Now I'm over there trying to, yo, you know where some weed's at? Where the hell's at that? Right. Like, I'm over there thinking about different shit that has nothing to do with my future. Now that they answered the question for me, for sure. So, I have homies oh, right God. now in in every city, and I got all the extracurriculars and fun things. Right. right. But when right. it comes to maybe a meeting about some real shit, right. that's where I'm like, okay. But I still use it, and I still use all those lessons people because i didn't like blow the plug it's just right. things didn't work out and i'm sure you can attest to that even with your story and that's why i was listening so i was like dang it's it's so <laughs> interesting we've never talked about this but yeah it's so many similarities to just different times in music our
1: and era, it was tough in our era because it was the transition of the digital age so mm. with the internet coming up and then you have napster and the downloads and then the label didn't know what to do with it so but it was, yeah, people had money, though. So it's just hustles all over the place. But nobody really knew. It wasn't like a blueprint. You know what I mean? You right. can do it. So you don't really know what to look for. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a grind. We tried to figure it out independent. And, uh, you know, we
0: kind of ran our course there. Right, um, right. So uh, when it came to going in, because I was looking at your records, I, I got the, when I looked on Spotify, I found Emotional Roller Coaster. Yeah. That project it came out in 2015. Yep. So and first off, for just that record, if I never saw you, I listen the way I like to listen to music, I tell people all the time, I go into it like I've never met you before. Right. Like I just found you in a rabbit hole. And right. I listen to your record unbiased, not expecting anything, because that's where you start not liking shit. Yep. When I listen to Emotional Roller Coaster, and the first thing I heard was that track with the voicemail, yeah. From my in mom. The can yes and then you just went in and it was so like happy and like joyful i was like yeah look okay cool but then like midway through it was like hmm this is some deep you talking about some real shit? and i wrote down even the song was like you so beautiful and then you end it with you must meet um you must love me excuse must me i wrote it down i wrote this down because i was i was moving as like, i gotta ask him about these yeah. what went into those songs that project and I just want to ask you about because
1: people gonna go going on it, so yeah, what about that particular project. The, that's um. So coming out, I'll just continue the story. Like we ran through. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I'm just
0: curious.
1: No, no, no. It, tie, it ties into all that. No, no, no. I'm gonna answer your questions with it. So, so it was the outskirts. It was me, me and Burger. We we had our label. We were trying to push, and that it, it just kind of came to an end. And the way music, hip hop was, you know, 2010, the direction it was going. I wasn't feeling it. The underground style of music was kind of, came to a pause too. And I was like, I, I don't connect with this. Um, I had always been an outcast fan. So uh, just things with melody. I was always good at writing my verses, get my 16 bar bar verses down. I produced on some of our stuff. I had ideas, but I struggled with melody. And Andre 3000 is super dope with melody. So I wanted to get better at that. Um, I had dope singers in my camp around me. So just being able to vibe, have ideas, and tie them in, um, I was able to do that and that was dope. And it kind of led led to this project. I had made a song, uh, also got it on there, it, it just says home demo. That's basically the first songs. It's got a song called Falling Down on there and I got a video for it where I was like, I want to tie more in um, where I can do the singing, and I can have melody, I, I don't have to say as much, I can say less, but I could use the melodies to bring emotion. And then if I want to get into detail with storytelling, then I can wrap that part. Makes sense. Oh, song structure there. So I really wanted to dig into emotion. I was, uh, you know, young, married with with uh, a child, my son. Um, on this album, you know, it starts off with that voicemail from my mom saying, you know, your dad's gonna be all right. He's doing his chemo. Um, that wasn't the case. We knew he was about to die of cancer. But I wanted to put that. That I made that album for me to go back and listen to, so I can wow. listen. Wow. Okay. Like. A history that it makes sense. A history. I
0: was gonna ask you
1: about that, yeah. yeah kind of like a um, and so I wanted to dig more in on, on emotion and painting a picture of what that journey through these emotions, through love, through pain, through struggle, through heartbreak, through uh, you know, maybe a struggle with religion and the questions you have you're trying to answer, just the journey through those emotions without getting too far in detail. Some we get into hella detail on these songs, but a lot of it, just the journey of that emotion. So people can apply their own story um, to that journey through that emotion, and, and it could it means something to someone else as well. So that wow. that's kind of the idea is with that song or with that album,
0: right? I want to talk kind of like if you don't mind digging in on it because the I believe it's the last song on there. I don't know if it, I wrote it down. Is the you must love me? Is that the last song on no, that album? The last,
1: one, the last two songs, uh,
0: the one where you, you were talk talking you know, about. Two,
1: some, story telling, some yes, storytelling, some details. Yes,
0: that where you were telling the story about you getting into it with your with your boy and fighting and on oh, right. like graduation. I was like, dang, you're really like I feel yeah. like I'm reading your journal right now." <laughs> like, like that was real. I was like, "Okay, it's, I'm like, um, doing my thing."
1: So again, tell- it's based on emotions and some different things that happened, but I didn't want to get into certain details. You know, put certain people on blast. You know, just out of respect. So it beers and it might be a few different stories tied together, but I, I have wow. the the first verse I'm talking Jay Z had made a statement um, on one of his documentaries like rappers are scared to be themselves these days. So I kind of have a setup verse where I'm talking about getting comfortable being yourself. Second verse, um, what was that one? That that was a uh, oh somebody needed a ride. A friend, a friend's mother passed away. I told him I was gonna give him a ride to the funeral in the morning.
0: That's the one that's the yeah. verse that got me. That yep. verse. Yeah. Went, out,
1: went out, got drunk, didn't wake up. You know what I mean? And like didn't show up, didn't take him to his mom's funeral. Like, we're done. Like French is over. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? Wow. And then it goes into like forgiveness and understanding, understanding what people have been through, uh, understand a perspective. Which uh, this nation could probably use right now, listening to each right. other. And just everybody right. wanting to be right all the time and understanding how people got to certain places. Um, and it just that end of that verse ends that way with him forgiving me. I was like, I don't know how you could possibly forgive me. And then you must love me. And then, and then how? Yeah.
0: How did that time happen? I'm sure. I mean, if you don't mind going in, like how he forgave you for that? Like how did
1: that? Like, it's a. It uh, it got it, deep. It's based on a true story. Let's just say that. Okay. It's based on a true story. All the Sorry. details, all
0: the details is not exact case. But it's case. in there. Because it's honestly, you but you painted it so vividly. No, yeah. I'm going with that story. I don't care what you tell It's in that story. <laughs>
1: it's in there. My I'm boy mine, that. the track and say the hook. He's like.
0: Man, you're a shitty friend.
1: <laughs> it didn't necessarily happen like that, but, but that's
0: but that's but honestly, I like when artists go there. Yeah. Yes, it sucks because we are enjoying your pain. Right. Quote unquote. Right. You had to go through that. Whether how right. true, how how it probably right. was deeper. You probably right. left a lot out. You know, who know? It's not our business. Right. But right. for what you did tell us, you let us right. in on that. Right. that shit takes that's why I'm like okay when people you're a real artist that's why I just don't like to sell a rappers any a lot of people rap not a lot of people take it there you feel right.
1: me? yeah, yeah. Hon- honesty vulnerability so I, I I got again being comfortable with who you are um I moved to texas and came back i the benefit is I got to spend some time by myself there and get to know myself better really understand you know i'm again I don't have answers but uh just understand what i'm passionate about what's important to me you know right. uh, that trip was dope Um, i want to speak on the last verse on that song so that's that's first and then the last verse uh on you must love me talking about uh remember nights we used to chill in your parents garage debating the best rappers fine girls and gods so everybody at yeah. home be drinking and talk about girls you know talk about god yeah
0: <laughs>
1: yeah everybody's had that relationship so just reminiscing about you know, teenage years with a good friend, and then basically he ends up having a girlfriend. I'm jealous of that relationship, you know what I mean? Start, you know, popping off, talking trash about his girl, you get in a fight, you know what I mean? And that See, was. The one I that didn't want to
0: bring up this verse. Yeah. I was gonna focus on this, like, this is the one yeah. that actually
1: was yeah. the yep. one. Okay. Yep. That's why this Maybe. one would last. So you get in a fight with the girlfriend, <laughs> y'all don't talk after 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 high school. Remember, I went to school in late nineties, and then um school reunions coming up so it's mm-hmm. you know 10 years later or whatever the case may be and you're like you know we're older you know time heals so i'm excited excited to see this person start meeting up i put a i think i said myspace on the song might have been facebook <laughs> that lets you know that the time frame um but just excited to see this person and you finally come across their page and it's a dedication page it's rest in peace served in the military overseas at war and passed away so you don't you don't get a mate you know you don't have the opportunity to to apologize and so kind of just speaking to you know if if people if you i don't want to get all preachy but your relationships that are important important to you or whoever's watching this you know what i mean handle that if it's somebody you love you got something going on it's between y'all, squash that squash that before it gets too late so that that's what that verse is about
0: you know honestly you know, just to kind of like chance of light on that. When right before my father passed away, me and him was beefing like like a motherfucker. Like I say like the last, let's say two years before he passed away, that year and a half of that two years, we were beefing. And then randomly, I just got, but all he, it was just my communication. My life was messed up. It was a lot of reasons why. It was a lot of old trauma, shit got to do with it, you know, a lot of things. But point is, right before he passed away i had like i literally i didn't know he was passing away of course he wasn't sick like the story of it he wasn't sick or nothing i didn't even it was like he just passed away like that it was like quick point is we at i started working i started doing right for myself he saw me progressing our relationship got better Yeah. then we start talking then we start mending then we start, actually, I love you. I love you, too. Like, I don't know. Like, it was like how God set it up. He was just like, look, I'm going to give you closure without you even knowing you're getting closure, yep. you know? And yep. that was something I took from me in my thing. So that's why when I hear, I got to, before my father passed away, I know he loved me, I loved him, and we were cool. Even yeah. if before that, we weren't. In your situation, that's why I even feel for you. And even however, how true or whatever, you know, however it is with this story, for anyone that goes through that, I feel for them. And that's why it's oh, it is good to not even be all preachy. But that's the point of this. Like this is the point of this platform. People have to hear this. If, if you have a problem with somebody, especially in this pandemic, we in the house, bro. You see what happens when unspoken shit that we don't deal with, how happens. It, it yesterday in the Capitol. That's just been happening. We've been talking about racism. We've been talking about bigotry. We've been yep. talking about social inequality. We've been yep. talking about all this. We've been talking about it, but no one wants to really dig in and deal with it. And you know what happens? It explodes. And if you if you don't do it before it's too late, something crazy happens. Yep. I.e., you know, me, me yep. in your situation, my situation, and even that. Not to even try to compare them all like they're the same, but no,
1: yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> People say communication and I hear all the t- time, you know, people we, we've talked enough and that's true. People have talked enough. Steps need to be made. But I think community, you're not going to be able to make a big pack, a big impact on a global scale. It starts in our own community where we're at. You know what I mean? People are right. People right around. You, you, people can build relationships and make a safer place within our own community. And then that can multiply. So.
0: Hey, man. And I'm just happy you're using you use your art and use your platform to do that and spread that with all your music has a positive message, at least for what's out there. I don't know what you made before that. I don't know how it got to that, but at least for what I can listen to on Spotify, what right. I can pull up, everything is positive. Everything, even if it's not positive, it has a motive to it to get you to positivity if you just listen to the whole project. Right
1: now, I I got got some tongue tongue and cheek, bullshit, angry stuff, but again, that's more just balance, you know what I mean?
0: But honestly, too, it's power in the tongue, it's power in what you say, it's power in your words. If we out there speaking that negativity, even if it slaps, even if it does, you know, I'm not going to use examples, but we've seen this in hip hop where a lot of when negative energy is spreaded, and you see what happens. It's never usually good. The positive rapper, the ones that actually are kind of positive, even if it ain't the most whatever you call it, it's always steady. It always has a consistent basis, and it works. Yep. And it works. Shout
1: out to the homie homie Noah James, man. He's been doing a great job of uh, positivity. (laughs) I love that dude, man.
0: That's my big bro. And trust me, that brother is the. Re- I would say, I say this on podcast, I said it many times. He's a lot of the reason I even lost weight. I saw him doing videos first. He was yep. one of the first over 400 pound men I've seen really running, doing yep. jobs. Him and his girl, Lisa. Shout out, Big Sis Lisa. Yep. Yep. Man, Lisa J. She literally, them two together, were yep. working out, trying to change their situation. Yep, I saw Noah when he was six hundred pounds. I yep. saw him when he was that big. He yep. saw me when I was four hundred and you know eighty pounds, almost five hundred pounds. Yep, and now like I lost two hundred pounds. I've been working out, doing my thing. He's lost. He lost way more than that. of now, you know. Yep. So in the end, yep. we've been on that same track. So, but it's all positivity.
1: Yep, it's all but he's speaking positive the whole time. You some tough love, but in the end, that's going to be positive. Talk it. Talk Me and had some conversations too. I remember the shout out to the home. You know Dr. Stank? You know who Stank is. You know too many people.
0: See, you've been around too long. You know all these things. I'm probably how about this? If I do know him, okay,
1: you I'm know Dr. Going Dr. To you, know dirty, you know Dirty Birdie.
0: Yes. Got
1: you. Shout
0: Stank out to dirty
1: dirty dirty. Just so y'all know, in the late 90s, Dr. Stank was signed a bad boy as an artist out of Eastside, Riverside, California. A group called Funk Junk, and then he had uh, two records they got popping that um, Felly Fell started playing, and then he uh, he got signed to MCA. So he's had two made two major deals. Uh, he doesn't have his stuff on like Apple Music and all that. So uh, go to Bandcamp. I want y'all to check out Doctor Stank, but he's ridiculous. Um, Doctor Stank you know, on Bandcamp. Yeah. Yep. Doctor Stank was had gained a ton ton of weight ton of weight and it was unhealthy, like dangerously big, like we're talking. Um yeah. and I, we did a show exhibit had a had a show called Rhyme Night and Stanker performed and then I rocked with the homegirl Dominique. And then after he was huffing and puffing like he couldn't get through his rhymes. And then you got all your yes men around I was like oh that was dope. Oh that was dope. And he was like yo C4, what you think? I I was like Bro, you gotta fix your health. You can't breathe. You can't even finish wow. your. You out of shave. You literally look like you are gonna die on stage. And he was hot, and he told me like he was mad at me, but later no. on, like I appreciate, you know, the honesty. I was like, I love you, bro. Me telling you that that was great, and you look good. That's hey. that's that's not that's not what it's about, man.
0: It was <laughs> you a can girl, to do
1: something for yourself. Be mad at me, you right? Know? So yeah, no.
0: You're right. And you know, it's funny. It was a girl that I was talking to back at that time. You know, we were cool. I wanted it. I wanted to get with her. Mm -hmm. She literally told my homie, long story short, I was at that time. I was on I talk about that time. I was on drugs. I was doing a lot of shit and I was overweight. I was just living that fast DJ kid from the IE finally getting the taste of some success and got money. You know, that life. Like It is what it is. I, she told me straight up. She was like, "I like." She told my homie, "I can't get with I can't get with Chris. I can't get with Big Cali. Yeah. I know if I got with him, he would love he would love me more than he would love himself." Right. And I fucking went off. I called her everything but a child of God. I was over her. I was like, "Don't ever, you know, whatever, whatever." Like, how yeah. you gonna say about me? I can afford it. I'm out here. You know who I am. You know, boo In retrospect, she was absolutely correct. Yep absolutely i didn't love myself at that time i was harmed i was i was ingesting poison i was numbing pain from childhood trauma and life and just not knowing control you know not knowing substance control period right not knowing pleasure not knowing that you you shouldn't feel good all the time you couldn't just you can't eat all the time you can't smoke all the time you can't be high all the time you can't just even if you have the money you have to feel something eventually right you know Yep. And for people that's out there, they know what I'm talking about. So that's just, that's interesting, man. You, you said that to him and you probably say that man's life. You don't even know. Right. Cause it's, it's never what's, it's never when the crowd's there. It's when you're at your house alone, chilling, right. you know, that's right. when you're like, damn, you're right. He might be right. Yep. You know, no,
1: I always, I always, I always try to be, if I, I'm time and place, you know what I mean? You got to, Beware your your friends, your circle. Their level of sensitivity, their level of stability, and then I like you, said, right time time you said,
0: level yeah. of sensitivity. I love that. No, you're right.
1: I mean, gotta yeah, right.
0: You got to you pick your fights and battles. So. you know, and I, hey, honestly, I'm. I pray. I love. I love everyone that it was a part of my journey because it was people. I had other homies. I was like, ABC, hey, you might want to like, because people tell you throughout yeah. your life yeah it's it's never like that was just like the what they say the 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 straw that brought the camel's back like yep. that was just that moment but i was getting told this as i was a young kid since i was, old. was always like i was always a bigger person yep and i always needed to get it right but it was like all right who's gonna really be the person to really like all right i got you you know you know i'm gonna tell you i'll sacrifice our friendship just to help you because i might could just be like fuck you don't ever come around <laughs> me and talk to me <laughs> ever again and you know, especially if I'm rich. What if I'm rich? You know, I could really <laughs> fuck your life up. You know, who knows? But that's why it gets dangerous. That's how I know God was like, I'm not about to bless you and get you to that next level until you take care of yourself. Yep. Because you'll
1: yeah. die. Me and Oki was talking about that. There's like, dude, we could have popped off him. And I was like, it wouldn't have been good. I wasn't ready. He's was like, yeah, I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> was imagine. Not be imagine. good.
0: Imagine. What if you would have got that two platinum records in, in, in 2002? 2000 platinum records tour like you who knows what your mind would have been on who knows what I would have if I would have became the biggest DJ in the world in 2013 yeah what a what a what a drug happened and I was 500 pounds I'd have just killed myself eventually it just happened I'd have just did too much food one day I'd have did too much drugs one day something would happen it's just it's just how it works
1: yep I drank too much. Too much uh, Hennessy or
0: uh, whiskey. Something, something, something. Yep. It was bound to, yep. and that's why you don't play with God. You don't play with the spiritual, and you take care of yourself. You do right, and yep. to bring it back throughout your music, you talk about all this shit, though. Right. I'm not like, talking about like you say ain't nothing new. Right. You've been talking about this, right? Right. Hey, oh, hey, it's funny, Ma. <laughs> what did the producers hear me? You say is O.D.ing on food possible? Yes, it is. You can eat, you can eat yourself to death.
1: Yeah, we just starve not
0: I, I wanna,
1: <laughs> you can I wanna yourself say, to
0: I wanna say, correct me if I'm wrong, but even big pun, like he technically ate himself to like he just ate so much, he was big. He just was so big, his heart couldn't take it.
1: Nah, balance you know, man. I mean, uh, J- Dill is the opposite, he died of malnutrition, not eating. <laughs> Not wow. taking
0: care of yourself, so. Take care of yourself, man. Help, we didn't even mean to go to this, but it's just how it is, man. Like, health is what you see. I got a song
1: called Me, so Me on that album. <laughs> Plug.
0: <laughs> nah, you got to love it. it. I love so, it. I love, you love it.
1: Love somebody else, but, yeah.
0: I love it, man. Nah, bro. Um, Before I get out of here, I wanted to ask you two more things, because I know I don't want to keep you here too long, bro. I just okay. had my shit. Um, I want to know the can't tell me shit single mm-hmm. and that hard ass video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk to me, brother. What if anybody going his YouTube, check out this video. Shit's wet. Everything's the whole rollout for this was amazing. I loved it. Talk about that for a little bit. Who produced it? How'd you work with that?
1: So that I had moved back. I just moved back from uh, from Texas. We got to Cali and I was hyped to be back here around my circle, creative circle and start working. Um, so I hit up Okie, uh, Okie Doke, I'm on the song with the homie and went over to their studio because I didn't have my studio set up. And uh, the homie Chris Matthews had Ableton. I didn't know how to produce on Ableton, but I had my this idea for the beat and the sample, how I wanted to chop it. I knew the drums, I had everything in my head. So it was like, pull up this sample. I was like, chop it like this, chop it like this and give me a delay and then just spread it out over the push. Not so, you
0: producing is off the dome. Off oh yes,
1: I dome. Head, I mean, like I heard it in my head. That's almost That's like so I'll, hard, hear, you know? I'll hear them, i hear like the melody or whatever, and then I'll usually go to my crew and have them produce it. But on this one, I was able to do it. So then I sat there and produced it. I was like, go uh, I knew what drums I wanted. I was like, go here, stay for the drums, put them in. We made the beat, like uh, so made the beat like that. And then we came, me and Oki came up with the hook, and we did the first verse on it um, that night. And then we got together a, a few nights, like the next week, we were laughing, like this shit is stupid. And then we wrote that second verse. If you listen to it, that whole second, ver- the first verse we're repping like, I SoCal, just being silly. Like where are we yeah. from? The second verse, we're basically digging into rednecks in the middle of nowhere that would vote for Trump. So that's what that whole verse is about. It just See, never, don't listen to it a whole different way i'm an hour from everywhere you and so we talking about being cali so it's basically an asshole like i got a great life in cali you in the middle middle of nowhere you broke and trump is selling you to vote for him <laughs> like on that that old shit so listen to yeah. it back and forth and we were sitting here writing it i mean literally crying laughing and okie the whole time is that like, you can't say that you can't say that. We're not going to be able to go on tour. We ain't going to be able to go nowhere outside of California. It's if we go anywhere, if you say this stuff. So go back and listen to the second verse.
0: Oh, I'm about to contest. assume this
1: is over. I'm going back. In that contest. So we, we climbed it. So the last line is Have you ever seen Orange and Peach? Can't tell me shit. So yeah, just listen to it. So. Um, oh my God. Like and then uh, we finished recording it. I I mixed and mastered that too. And then. Uh, the homie chris matthews had a 360 camera um the homies house the dj chris matthews who we went over to originally who helped us out with the production in ableton and I, I had never seen a 360 camera and he was showing me what I could do so i was like let's go shoot some test shots and then i ended up just going by and uh, um, going buying one myself and then came up with the idea and me and oki directed that video so i did all the editing we had all the ideas for the shots and then shout out to the big homie uh mike griffin and mike and Ike studios we already had the release date set And I didn't know how to work like, um, you know, final cut, like put it all together, you know, like the 3D and all the effects editing, um, but I needed him to help me put it all together. So he he helped, that's where we started working together for the first time. Um, And that's how we wrapped that video up. And we literally, he ran in, he was finishing the edit. He ran, bought his laptop, I threw the cable over the top at, at Mission Tobacco Lounge at the show. Like I hadn't seen the final yet. And then we ran it for everybody. Um, I think you was Wait, so every
0: year I left already because I had that gig. I had yeah, a gig.
1: Yeah. So but, that night was so popping. Everybody went crazy when we played it. So that was a fun night. And then fucking COVID happened, and everything got shut down. So,
0: goddamn vid. Yeah,
1: God please, go God watch, damn. please go. watch. Can't tell me shit, man. I, I, I'm proud of that one. That was one we're talking that about having to do a wet ass video. I told you that video, and then uh. I need to go back and post outtakes because me and, me and Oki got a bunch. We're just bouncing ideas. You want get the outtakes? Things?
0: What's up? The people uh, want that
1: And then shout out to my crew. So if y'all don't know, I, I MC for Super Crew. They're a B-Boy crew. Uh, they won a second season of America's Best Dance Crew. And then they danced with Jabberwockies there in Vegas. Shout out
0: Super Crew. We know our Super Crew and Jabberwockies all
1: no. year. Battle Monkeys is one of the crews within Super Crew. Battle Monkeys is the Riverside division of Super Crew. So that's all the homies. Um, in the video so from uh my our, our b-boy crew so we had we had so much fun making that that was so much fun
0: that's the and it was all in the ie all that was made in the ie man
1: yeah it's downtown riverside and then um the shit that looks like we're in the middle of nowhere we just went paris what's that d street and just went back up in there <laughs> for all the
0: <laughs> <Real> <laughs>
1: middle of nowhere and nothing and then uh yeah
0: I love it, man. Well, hey, bro, before we get about it, I want to ask you, I always ask everyone that come on here. You know, the reason I choose my guests, I like guests, I like people because it's people that, one, I admire their grind, I admire what they do, and I want people to, I love their story. I love hearing people's story. What advice do you have for maybe another rapper, another entertainer, another artist that is from the IE, that is maybe from a suburban city that's right outside the big city, making it grinding and then even when those blows do happen like in your story like you were saying like right. bro you have been in this shit for a while now you've right. been to every up and your music is still fire you just <laughs> dropped the video that is so prevalent as prevalent today so what is this the secret what is that secret to the drive what is that to you that you'll say um or your advice
1: Mine is I don't have any advice on on the grind or, or making it. It's so it's so competitive nowadays. I mean, you got a better chance of making it to the NFL than become a big rap artist. But if it's what you love to do, I mean, do it. uh I've I'm 42 now. I'll be shit. I'll be 43 this year, and I feel like my best music is still ahead of me. Like this project that I just dropped. I feel like this is my best work, and I got stuff that I'm working on. Is sitting here on this computer that I know is shitting on that. So, but. It excites me. So my life at this point is about managing my happiness doing what makes me Not only what makes me happy, but but managing my job. You know, yeah happy. Yeah, for sure <laughs> I say that because I'm a father I have a wife and I have two kids So I'm not I'm the top. I'm not the top of my, my totem pole anymore. You know what I mean? I'm responsible for their happiness at this point. So but I still want to make sure I get my time in for myself. And I really enjoy being creative, making these videos. Uh, hopefully that passion comes across and so you see that in it. But find out find out what you're about, you know what I mean? And you can contradict yourself. You might be passionate about something now and, and, and stand, stand for something, and your ideas might change. I mean, you look at Tupac. I mean, contradicting stuff all the time, but he wears his heart on his sleeve. So find out what's important to right. you now and uh, believe in it and, and, and give it your all. and once you're proud of something you know put it out because once you put it out it's, it's gonna be there for everybody to judge right. and people might attack you they might say this or that but if if you know you you did your best and you put your work in and it's something you can stand behind and be proud of whatever happens after that is you know it's so hey
0: man bro My name c4 bro I appreciate you so much, bro. I appreciate you coming on here, bro. Hey, shout that, shout it out. Let the people know where to get your music, where to get everything. Um, where, like, I'm sure you got a lot of stuff coming up. I mean, you got something coming up you want to drop? Any, uh, my my brother Reem hates when I ask this. Any exclusives?
1: Any exclusives? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm doing videos for the two other songs on on the EP, so we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a simple one for Collusion because that's pretty straightforward. And then uh, Aquarius, um, believe in me. uh, That video is gonna be crazy. So I got the ideas brewing. I just want to make sure that I can pull off. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because you have limitations on what I can do. I I don't have a big budget, so I got to know what I can do. So I'm gonna be dropping a video for that. But now I would appreciate if everybody would go listen to the EP. You can hit me directly on my Instagram, Steve Ford. Period. Yourself. Dot yourself. I respond to everything but uh let me know what you think i'm one of them dudes you can hit i'll hit you back and check out the website imc for yourself i got my old work on there too
0: and uh and yeah. for people that don't know when they hear the, if they're not watching if they're watching this it's c s as in sam e e f o r Y o u r s e l e f yeah. C for yourself. I want to just say that because some people be like, see, I'll put up the letter, will put the letter C and then like the number four, like they'll just butcher you. Like, yeah, I had to make that for my hood niggas. I'd be listening to this while they smoking in the whip. So yeah, man. <laughs> but nah, honestly, brother, like your music is amazing, and I love your story. I'm glad you were so open with me to everything. And brother, you gotta come. This can't be the last time. We drop something else, man, we got to bring you on here again.
1: We'll get it in. I, I got, when I get to this next project by the end of the year, it's going to be fun. Is Hopefully, we is. can
0: have face to face by then. It could actually be in real life. You can come to the studio. I'm
1: going to my next project until I can get on the stage. So if that's 22, 23, then that is what it is. But I there just, I, I have to be on the stage performing, interacting with people. The camaraderie, that's what I love. So
0: I love it. I love it, man.
1: But I appreciate hey. you. Man. Thank you for taking the time, digging in, actually listening to the music. I've been on tons of shows, interviews. Are like, oh, so, who are you? Okay, spit a sixteen.
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. You know what? I'm not. I actually, one, I am a fan of your music. I like your music. It's dope as shit. It's a vibe. I'm gonna be real. Emotional roller coasters are my shit, though. That's yeah. I. Don't, yeah. I really love yeah. that record i love your newest record don't get me wrong i'm not saying that exactly. the newest record i'm listening to it. And it makes me want to go outside and go think and go do something right now because it's so like <laughs> wow. the, the last song just kind of makes me feel good but it still makes me go there yeah but motion sure. roller coaster i'm a light of two doobies sit yeah. in a cool room chill out and you take me there your, your the sonics, the vibes. I love when you're talking about the actual singing and progression. So much singing and good shit, but it's actual bars. Yeah, so people, but it's available on Spotify, Apple Music, all your streaming services. We're getting the streams up. I'm sure you got Bandcamp. You on Bandcamp?
1: I'm not on Bandcamp heavy. Um, so just check, if you're not on the stream sites, you can go directly to my website. Um, it's on there. You can download it. Cool you know, for sure, I'm, man. I'm, it's all good. I just, I mean, your time, people's time is. Design, so
0: yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. Yeah. All right. And for this podcast and Argoon Radio, go to bigcallyworld.com. And also, you can go to the YouTube channel, Big Cali World. Subscribe. Tell a friend. We are trying to get this popping. I want to get subscribers up. So let your friends, friend, your baby mama, sister-in-law, cousin Tracy, tell them all. We here. We about to get it in, man. 2021, we going to keep doing these. Every week, we dropping something. Either Big Cali World, Argoon Radio, the Twitch channel is coming soon so stay tuned to that and uh yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do a lot man 2021 is gonna be great i feel good about it love each other y'all man stop that hate man i see it i don't like this man I, i'm sick of explaining my country on clubhouse to people that's <laughs> to people that's from <laughs> other countries <laughs> they ask me too many questions i can't answer <laughs> all right all right let's get it together y'all but now nah, um for this um for also for all your podcast needs if you guys want to do a podcast, start a podcast, everyone hits me up all the time. I'm telling you, this is what you do. Go to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast. And how did you hear about a section? Put it Big Cali World or Argoon Radio. You'll get a discount. You'll get even a lot of little, I ain't going to say the bundles. Just hit them up. Just do it. Because there's so much you can get. If you just do it, test me. Hit me and tell me you did it first. And then if that don't work, then call me. Then I'll figure it out from there. All right, we're going to play that game. All right. There we go. Uh, shout out UTV Lifestyle. You know what it is, man. For all clothes, all UTV Lifestyle, you see the pillow in the back. Go to utvlifestyle.store. Clothing, accessories. They even got the Taylor Gang collab. We got a lot of stuff going, man. 2021 is a vibe. See for yourself. All right, I'll Chris... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bro. You stupid, bro. I love you, bro. You're in. Yeah. Right, I'll let you, man. Peace. Big Cali world all the time. Extra lit, extra lit, extra lit. Big Cali world all the time. Extra lit, extra lit, extra lit. Big Cali world all the time. Extra lit, extra lit, extra lit. Big Cali world all the time. Extra lit, extra lit, extra. Lit. Body fresh like sea, built like bear, nigga, strong like tree, strong like Kush, too hype like E, entourage stick so thick like she, first class bitch, you know all three seats. got the pass like free, talking free like cheap, you gon' cheat, but bigger than whatever you gon' be, you gon' stack like cheat. that's a hundred something G, nigga, Cali world all the time, extra lit, extra lit. Big Cali world all the time Extra lit, extra lit, extra lit Big Cali world all the time, extra lit, extra lit, extra lit. Big Cali world all the time, extra lit, extra lit, extra lit.